Now, the government is copping a fair bit of criticism for basically urgently writing to the WHO to say that New Zealand will not yet sign up to health regulations. This is one of New Zealand's first demands. They want a national interest test to be done before we can accept any United Nations or WHO agreements. Former Prime Minister and also former Administrator of the UN's Development Programme, Helen Clark, is with us. Helen, hello. Hi there, Heather. Has Winston got a point here or is this just weird? This is a bit weird, to be honest. There, there was a very minor change, I understand, to the international health regulations last year. And it was basically about saying that when they negotiate new regulations, which is ongoing at the moment, that they would come into effect after one year rather than the usual two. And that's because people in the health world are now much more conscious of the threat of a pandemic. could happen any time. And the current international health regulations really aren't good enough and, and paved the way for the terrible pandemic we've had. So it really is uh, is not sensible to uh, refuse to uh, approve the small change that was made last year. And uh, the concern I would have is that it foreshadows not agreeing to the more substantive reform if and when it comes. The point that the guys online are making about this is that apparently these regulations allow the WHO to impose lockdowns on cities without government's permission. Is it in there? Does it give them that power? Not- not not a shred of truth, Heather. Not a shred of truth. So governments make their, their own decisions on how they will respond to a pandemic. And what we know, you know from the global experience was countries handled it very, very different ways. Sweden had almost no controls at all. We were kind of at the other end of the spectrum, if you like. But countries make their own decisions. But the international health regulations are very important in uh, ensuring that countries do report when a new virus is is out there. And one of the issues with China was, you know, things didn't get reported as quickly as they should have been. There wasn't access to uh, the material of the, the virus uh, quickly enough. There were a lot of issues. So the, the international negotiations are trying to get improvements for fast reporting when a new virus appears with pandemic uh, uh, potential. What do you make of uh, Winston Peters wanting us to have a national interest test that we run everything through before we agree to, agree to anything with the UN and the WHO? Is that fair? So New Zealand does apply a national interest test. The issue with the very minor amendment that went through last year, which New Zealand's now in effect reserved its position on, uh, along with Slovakia, for goodness sake, uh, the issue with that was it was so minor and was only about reducing the time for the new regulations, if and when they're negotiated, to come into effect from two years to one, that the advice from the government lawyers was it wasn't uh, sufficient, of sufficient importance to do a major process on. Of course, when you get new regulations or a new treaty, then you have a process that you go through with the national interest test. But this, frankly, didn't, didn't justify that. So, yeah, there, there's some, some pretty around it all. But I think... What does cause some concern is that, you know, among the New Zealand first, uh, you know, body body of supporters and, and even uh, people who put their hands up to be candidates, there were people who took a very strong anti-vaccination stand and, and, and promote conspiracy theories. And none of that is good uh, for trying to get a rational approach to mm, stopping pandemics. Fair enough. Helen, listen, Winston's a little bit out of hand at the moment. Was he like this with you at all? Well, I had a pretty constructive experience with Winston as Minister of Foreign Affairs and working outside 
cabinet in the last term I was PM. But <laughs> this is quite a long time ago now. Uh, but look, I, I don't have complaints. The only issue we got into was at the end of the term when he hadn't disclosed the donation, which probably should have been disclosed. Oh, yeah. But apart from that, uh, the working relationship was, was fine. Well, Ma, do, you, do you have any tips for Chris Luxon on how he can handle this a little bit better? Yeah, well, it's off to a bit of a rocky start and a few things. And, and <laughs> I, I think that uh, Chris's staff have to uh, maintain very close relations with Winston's staff. I think each of the uh, national ministers has to retain very close relationships with the New Zealand First counterpart, who, who may or may not be uh, a minister. You just can't communicate enough. Probably They're probably going to need a pretty regular uh, one-on-one meeting uh, with each other. So all of those mechanisms that keep the ship on the, you know, sailing on the high seas, as it were, need, need to be brought into play. Yeah. It's like the United Nations go into the Prime Minister's office and let off steam. Hey, thank you for that, Helen. Appreciate it. Helen Clark, former Prime Minister. Presumably, if he's letting off steam in the ninth floor, then he's not letting it off in the media, is he? That's what he's doing at the moment. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.